The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I was lucky enough a few years back to be able to go to Eretz Israel, and I was introduced to a very holy, special tzaddik. He's the tzaddik that the tzaddikim tell you to go to. What they would call in Yerushalayim, the Lamed Vav Tzadikim, you know, everyone feels they know their Lamed Vav Tzadik. And I heard from a great Gadol that, go to Avadia 4. There's a great Tzadik there. He's from the Lamed Vav Tzadikim. His name is Rabbi Rabinovich. Go to him. And I went to him. And uh, what can I tell you? You sit in front of an Isha Elohim. It's an experience that's very difficult to forget. One time, I was there in Ovadia 4 when I was in Eretz Israel. I make sure that any time I'm in Israel, I definitely stop there. And I'm sitting in front of Rabbi Rabinovich. You have to see this apartment. The apartment is a speech in itself. Ah, the apartment. It's unbelievable. You walk in. Refrigerator? I'm talking an icebox. An icebox. A table and chairs. Quite a few children. There are mattresses sporadically all over the house. Into little different corners. And then there's the Rav study. Study. It's the partition of glass between the makeshift kitchen and the area that he sits. That's what they call a study. And I walked into the Rav and I sat there by the meager table and chair and Svarim. He had Svarim. Wow. But that's it. No furniture. No nothing. Moldings? <laughs> I sat there by the table with him. And this one time I was talking to him. I was pouring my heart out to him. I asked him for his berachot. And then he tells me, he says to me, Reb Chaim David. That's what he calls me. I'm not letting you go. You're staying with me here in Israel. I said, that's all I was waiting for you to say. I don't need to be pushed. I don't need to be convinced. You don't have to make the bow on me. You don't have to twist my arm. Just say the word. And I'm here. I've learned eight years in Israel. To me, that's home away from home. But Rav, I just have one issue. Uh, can I put you on the phone with my wife? Because if you could convince her, I- I'm here. There's nothing to talk about. He says, no, no. I want you to stay here with me tonight. I want to learn. I want to talk. I want to hear about the shul. I, want to, I don't want you to just walk in and out ten minutes. And I have an American boy coming here tonight to talk to me. I want you to be here when I talk to him. Okay. Ten minutes later, there's a knock on the door. And a kid comes walking in. I wouldn't say he was more than 17 years old. He was what we would call in America... I would, you would call him a punk. He was wearing jeans, rips by the knees and everywhere else. He's wearing a heavy metal t-shirt, a wild pony, and he had a funny glimp, gleam in his eyes, a little rebellious kind of snicker to him, and he comes walking into the rabbi. And he sits down, and the rabbi shakes his hand. And then he tells me, shake his hand, Shalom Aleichem, how are you? What's your name? Kevin. Kev, how are you? Dovi Ben Shushan, it's a pleasure. So he starts talking to the rabbi. He says, Rabbi, someone told me to come to you. 
My father is desperately sick. Doctors don't know if he's going to live. They say that you give blessings. Can you please give my father a blessing? Now, by the way, Rabbi, to tell you the truth, I don't really care if he dies. Because I really don't have much to do with him. Matter of fact, when I was 12 years old, he threw me out of the house. But I heard from my sister, who I'm still in contact with, that he's very sick. So I said, you know what? You know, why not? I'm in the neighborhood anyways. I'll get a blessing. Rabbi, please, can you bless my father? The rabbi looks at this boy. He stands up out of his chair. He walks up to this boy. 17-year-old American boy, nothing on his head. The rabbi takes his hand, holds his hand with two hands, begins to rub his hand with such warmth, with such feeling. And he looks him in the eyes with such baby blue, beautiful eyes that the rabbi had, such holy eyes. And he says to the boy, I'll give your father a blessing if you put on tefillin tomorrow for the first time. The boy looks at the rabbi. He looks at me. Looks back at the rabbi. And if he was able to say it, he would have said, True! Tefillin, rabbi? Are you joking me? Tefillin? Rabbi, do you know what type of sins that I did? And he starts naming without any shame. He starts naming to the rabbi every sin and its brother-in-law all the way down the line. And he doesn't leave anything out. And as he's saying more Averot, the rabbi's smiling and he's shaking his yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know that too. Yeah. And while the rabbi's saying, yeah, yeah, I'm saying, oh my God, no. I mean, he's going on. Have you had to hear what this kid had to say? Till finally he finishes his laundry list of Averot. Right? That's what it means, by the way, when they say that he aired out his laundry. He, his laundry list of Averot. And once he finished, the rabbi said, I know. I know. But Hashem loves you. And you're good. And you're made of such good. And you could be something great in Am Yisrael. You, my friend... In broken English, the rabbi told him, You're a prince. By the way, that's where I got it from. This story. You're a prince. You're royalty. You're going to be great. Ah, you Averot. Listen, I also have a Yetzirah, the rabbi told him. I also ran into all different types of tests in my life. That's what we're here for. But you? You're a great kid. Hashem loves you. And I love you. If you put on tefillin tomorrow, I'll give you a blessing. Your father will be great. Fine. The kid started crying. He held the rabbi's hand and wouldn't let go now. And he blurted out. He said, nobody ever said that to me. Nobody. They told me all different types of terrible things that I had. No one ever told me what you just told me, Rabbi. Okay, I'll put on tefillin tomorrow morning, but I'll only do it if I put on your tefillin, Rabbi.
Tough negotiator, this kid. The rabbi said, deal, you got it. Tomorrow, you come to the shul down the block. They start at 7 o'clock. I'll be there with my tefillin. You'll put it on for the first. And he agreed. And the boy wiped his tears away, and he walked out. I sat there in that chair, dumbfounded. I tell you the truth. My drawer was literally on the floor, and it took me minutes to recover. And the rabbi looked at me and he said to me, I wanted you to see that. Now you can go home. I had to come back the next day. I had to see what's going to happen here. I said to myself, one day I'm going to tell this over. You know, it's very hard to come with good material these days. <laughs> I woke up early the next morning and I came to the rabbi shul at 7 o'clock and I said to myself, there's no way that this kid is coming. I know the way these kids work. At the moment, yes, they grow wings and they fly, but the next day, they sleep on it. And they, this is what I do for a living. This is the kids I work with. The next morning, they wake up. What am I crazy? I'm not going. He's not coming. He's a no-show. Guaranteed. I'll put money on it. I walk in. Lo and behold, there he is sitting in the back row, holding a Tehillim in hand, saying Tehillim for his father, with his hair now, I saw a little bit Teshuvah, because now it was wrapped up to the back with a little kippah, and now the t-shirt had no pictures on, he was sitting in shul, he was reading Tehillim, I walked up, gave him a tap on the back, Kev, how are you? Hey, how you doing? All right. So you're ready for your big day to feeling, yeah, I'm just ready for the rabbi to come. And sure enough, at that moment, the rabbi, Rabbi Rabinovich, comes walking into the shul. And under his arm is a tefillin bag, his. And under his other arm is a box of cookies and cake. And I looked and I said, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Wow. And it's at that moment that the rabbi walked up to Kevin, he gave him a full hug. He said, Kevin, you're ready to be Mekayen the Mitzvah Tefillin. Kevin said, yes. And he took out his Tefillin. And he put it on. And it seemed like the whole shul was in on this because everyone walked over to the table just to answer the Biracha for Kevin. Like a Bar Mitzvah boy, literally. They all walked up to the table and they're listening. And Kevin put on and he said the Biracha and he said it with feeling. And they put it on. They put on the Shalrosh. And he started to pray. And right after Tefillah was over, the rabbi opened up the box and he started taking out the cakes and the cookies and the Lechaims and all the whole shul, all the Yerushalmi men come walking over and they're walking up to Kevin. Mazal Tov! Mazal Tov! Then it hit me. What a brilliant gadol, this Rabbi Rabinovich. He realized when the boy said that he was thrown out at 12 years old, he never had a father that put the feeling on him. He never had a father that came to shul with a box of cookies and cake that first great morning and made a l'chaim with the whole shul like Minham Yisrael on the first day that a boy puts on tefillin. This boy never had it. Rabbi Rabinovich felt that every Jewish boy should have that. Sheyeheh sovel kol echad No matter what they look like, no matter where they come from, no matter what their last name is, they're Am Yisrael. They're Kadosh. They're a prince. They're royalty. They belong to us. And we need those shepherds. We need those people. 
that are ready to run after the sheep that run off. To bring them back to the flock. To bring them back to the herd. You had to see the look on this boy's face when he took off those tefillin. When he was making a lachaim. With all the Yushalmi men. They were giving him mazalto, mabruk. He felt like a million bucks. That boy picked himself up and went to yeshiva. And today this boy is sitting and learning all day. All day. I heard from my brothers who later on tapped in with this boy all day. Take a look. But what did it take? It took that wonderful, caring, savlanut and love that's the need and the derech of chinuch for this generation. That's what it took. Tolerance and love. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.